It's Christmas week 2020. Merry Christmas, everyone, or Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you and your family are celebrating, hope you have a safe and happy uh, and healthy holiday season. Now, before we get to today's guests, I want to give a huge shout out to a band by the name of Defenestration. Defenestration. Look them up. They're a rock band from Highland, California. Very, very talented. And they're young, too. Um, But they wrote and play the theme music for Consenting Adults podcast. Defenestration. Look them up on Facebook or Twitter, especially if you like rock music and they do great 80s cover songs. So they're a great band. Look them up. They're also on Instagram. So Defenestration, thank you so much for doing our music for us. We totally love you. All right, today's guests are an interracial couple from Georgia, and they tell me they weren't looking for the non-monogamous lifestyle. It found them. Next thing you know, he approached me. Mm. He said, hey, my wife finds you very attractive, and she wants to know if you would fuck her tonight. Wow. (laughs) Just like that. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, you might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn-on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guests today have been together for seven and a half years, been in the lifestyle two years. Uh, He is 48 years old. Turk is former military and law enforcement. She is 37 years old. Irina has worked in um, retail management for quite some time. And she's Russian and he is black. You are an interracial couple in the lifestyle. Yes. Do you run into many others? I mean, we do. Uh, There definitely aren't as many as we would like for there to be since, you know, it is our preference. But we definitely don't just gravitate towards people that are exactly like us. Mm -hmm. Now, are you guys uh, married or you've just been together for seven and a half years? Well, we actually were supposed to get married back in April, and then COVID happened. We had a Las Vegas wedding planned. Um, It was going to be a uh, lifestyle-friendly event and everything, and then, of course, we had to cancel it. What's a lifestyle-friendly event uh, for a wedding? What does that mean? So we had our friends that were going to fly out to Vegas with us who are also in the lifestyle, and the bachelor and bachelorette parties were going to actually include all of us going out together to a swinger club and checking out some uh, local lifestyle scenes, you know, for fun before we were actually going to say I do. And uh, me and Turk were going to get married on Friday, and then our friends were going to get married on Saturday. Okay, so it's going to be this big event and uh, COVID happened. And so now you're going to have to delay it, right? Yes. Yeah. How has how has COVID affected uh, you guys in the lifestyle? I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's kind of put a big damper on it, right? Definitely. Well, it definitely put a big damper on it, but it's, it pushed us in a different direction, which is on Twitter. We decided to have a virtual meet and greet on Twitter. So that's basically meeting different people in the lifestyle via Twitter. Right. But you were meeting people how before that? 
Oh, uh, and meet and greet. Oh, okay. So you uh, do you not go on these lifestyle websites like so many couples do? There weren't as many people from our local area that you know we were finding on those websites. So we just started hosting our own parties and our own get-togethers locally, and of course traveling to nearby locations in hopes of meeting other people who live closer to us and exchanging information and then keeping in contact, letting them know, Hey, next time we're having a party, you guys invite your friends. Let's make it a big weekend. So that kind of helped us branch out and meet a lot of people in a lot of different places. And so during the summers is when we specifically host a lot of these get togethers because it's great. You can, you know, swim at the pool, you can have some nice drinks and it's nice and hot outside, or we'll, we'll go to like a lifestyle resort with a big group. But yeah, definitely COVID kind of killed all of that. So we've been super careful. And so we've only interacted with very, very, very minimal amount of people this summer. I mean, we still had our fun, but we definitely turned to Twitter for a majority of our entertainment. And we've Mm -hmm. kind of been investing our time into creating these digital lifestyle personas who we are in real life, but just out there for a larger audience. Right. Well, where are you guys? What state are you in? We're in Georgia. That's right. You're you're from Savannah, Georgia. Yes. And so when you have these get togethers, how far are people coming from? Do you, I mean, is it just your, your local area or do you get people who come in from other states? Oh, we definitely have people that come from other states. Uh, we have people that come from Alabama. We have people that come from North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, from all over Georgia. We have a lot of friends in Atlanta and they will always make the drive. Uh, of course, Florida is very conveniently located because you know, we're right <laughs> along 95. So Jacksonville, Orlando, all of those places, it's a it's a very doable drive when you, know, you really want to meet up with some awesome people. So you guys have been together for seven and a half years, but you've only been in the lifestyle two years. Had either of you ever been in non-monogamous relationships before getting together? No. No, actually not <laughs> I've been I've been very open-minded about things like I have had friends who you know were in the lifestyle before or were you know just ethical non-monogamy um I've I've I was raised to be very non-judgmental and very open when it comes to just you know sexuality and what people find uh, you know interesting so uh, being from another country I definitely didn't fit into the same box that most of you know, my American peers and, you know, Turk, he's been a world traveler. He's you know, traveled all, all, all over the world. And so he's, his views are definitely more open-minded, but we never were with people that, you know, were like that until we met each other. Mm-hmm. Turk, um, have you been with other women who were open to the idea? Oh, no. No, <laughs> no. I found my charm with Irina. <laughs> now, knowing that you're open minded, but um, not, you know, finding a partner who is the same. Can you kind of describe how how difficult or maybe frustrating that was for you? Well, I wasn't really looking for that type of partner before this. Mm. This found us. So I wasn't looking for that partner that was. Because I didn't even know about the openness that the lifestyle has to offer until I got into it. Well, wait a second. How the heck did the lifestyle find you guys? (laughs) 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 That's a great story, Go ahead and tell us. (laughs) Okay. 
I was a manager at a local restaurant sports bar. And um, when I started working there, the uh, employees told me, they said, hey, Turk, you might get approached by some swingers because they usually come here to have dinner and, you know, drinks. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) Well, a couple of months went by and sure enough, one lonely night I was playing pool working, but I was playing food. And and a couple came in. The lady was dressed very provocative and the husband just sat down at the table. Well, she looked around and then she went back towards him. Next thing you know, he approached me. He said, hey, my wife finds you very attractive and she wants to know if you would fuck her tonight. Wow. Just like that. And what was your reaction? (laughs) My reaction was I was shocked. I was like, whoa. I said, I I appreciate the gesture and that she would find me attractive. I said, but I can't do that. I said, but however, I would like to get some information on what you're doing. Mm. So I got the information. He gave it to me. He was a little upset that I didn't want to be with his wife. (laughs) Now, (laughs) now, uh, hold on a second. So then let me ask you, if you were interested in the information, was it just because you weren't attracted to her? That's correct. Okay. And then, and not only that, but I hadn't talked to Irina. This was a night at work. I definitely wasn't going to go and jump in a <laughs> hotel room without her. <laughs> I was at work. <laughs> good man. Good man. Yes. So <laughs> when you asked for information and you said he gave it to you, what did he give you? I mean, is that like 1-800-SWINGERS? What kind of information <laughs> did he give you? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, first of all, he said, this is a site where a lot of uh, swingers are on and you can meet people in your local area and see who's in you know, see who's doing what. Mm-hmm. And so you what? You went home and. Well, I went home and went on, the, got on the website, and then I talked to Irina about it, and I said, "Babe, well, well Irina, you want to take over from here?" <laughs> sure. So, I mean, he came home and he just kind of presented the whole situation because, of course, he's very upfront with anything. I'm not really a jealous type person. So for him to tell me that a woman, you know, wanted to sleep with him, I was just like, oh, OK. I mean, I can I understand why. I mean, you know, if I saw you, I'd want the same thing. So uh, he told me all of that. And my reaction to it was like, well, hey, let's check it out. I just you know, never thought that'd be something that you'd be interested in. And we talked and he said, you know, he wanted to give it a shot. And we already had a trip planned to Atlanta to go to football games because we're both big football fans and our teams were playing each other. And I had one of my friends who I already kind of knew was very, very open with her sexuality. And we've had a few conversations and I knew that she was from Atlanta. So I messaged her and I was like, hey, you know, we're going to Atlanta. Is there anything, you know, know, there's this club that we found online. It's a swingers club. Have you ever been? And she's just like, oh my God, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. You will love it. You should totally go check it out. And so for her, you know, to just kind of hype it up to me that even though we were not experienced and we didn't know what we were doing, that it was still going to be a good environment for us to have fun in that we just kind of like, okay, well, let's go. So we planned that while we were in Atlanta on this trip, we were going to go check it out. And we got there and we were kind of intimidated as far as, of course, like everybody is. And, you know, you get some anxiety going and you just kind of try to figure it all out. So, I mean, we watched like several YouTube videos, listened to several podcasts all leading up to this to help ease our anxiety. Uh And then we just decided, you know, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You you know, 
we can still have sex with each other. We will get to have sex in front of other people, which is not something we've ever done before. So at the end of the night, we would still leave with a new experience under our belt and we're still together. So that's, you know, that's great. So we just decided to go into the playrooms and we started having sex, just me and Tarek. And we were just, you know, really caught up in the moment. We were having a great time and people kind of started gathering around and watching. And so then we really got excited. We're like, oh man, and people like are laughing this, they're paying attention. So we really started getting into it. And then a couple yeah, just kind of walked up to us, sat down, and you know, they asked because of course within the lifestyle, you always ask, you get a verbal consent for anything and everything, which is what we absolutely love about the lifestyle. And so they flat out just ask, Hey, would you guys like to play with each other? You know, would you want want to um swap and we kind of looked at each other we're like why not this is why we came (laughs) and we just went ahead and went into a full swap right then and there and had an incredible time and seeing Turk with another woman really like just did it for me and I was like oh my god this is incredible this is an angle that I never get to see so now I like I'm like is this what we look like? I was like this is hot. This is really really great. <laughs> and it was just such an exhilarating experience that you know after it was all done, like we exchanged numbers, we talked. They were really super friendly. We came back to the hotel room and all day Sunday we just stayed in bed and cuddled and talked about how amazing it was and that reconnection part after a lifestyle event, which is what we learned that that's what it's called, that's really what fuels it because you feel so empowered that you just went through something so monumental and something that a lot of couples can't do without problems, you know, within in their relationship. And here we were, and we were more in love with each other. We were happier with each other. We couldn't get enough of each other. We just literally stayed in the room and had sex all day. Wow. You know, it was just, it felt so good. It was just like, okay, yeah, I think we want to do this more often. (laughs) That's how we jumped in. (laughs) Yeah. Turk, how how did it feel seeing your woman with someone else? Was there any jealousy? No, um... It was all mutual. Uh, I was pretty cool with it. It was actually pretty hot to see. It's hard to explain, but it was very sexy. It was very, I thought that, you know, of course, before all this, I would have a problem, but I didn't at all. It was very sexy. And as far as being an exhibitionist, we found our calling. <laughs> <laughs> so did, you didn't know that about each other or about yourselves before all this? Um, I've always been adventurous and I've, you know, ever since getting, you know, be, uh, be getting into a relationship with Turk, I've always kind of pushed him to be adventurous. And then he started, started getting creative and he's, you know, constantly trying to think of new ways. We really do give each other room to grow and develop because we didn't have that in our past relationships to where we constantly wanted the other person to continue to become a better and more you know, happier version of themselves. You know, we're not trying to put each other into a specific box and say, well, this is who I fell in love with and this is who you are. And that's who I expect you to stay going forward. I mean, we want to spend the rest of our lives with each other. So we definitely understand that we're going to grow. We're going to change. Our opinions are going to change. Our mindsets are going to change. So we actually learn to, you know, not to say we'll never do this in any circumstance because at first when we got into a lifestyle, we're like, okay, we are never going to do this. Oh, this is totally not for us. We would never consider this. 
And then as we you know, went through our experiences and met more people and became more comfortable, it's like, well, you know, now I actually see why people do this. Oh, I can understand why they, you know, they, they want it like that. So we started telling ourselves that we don't say no, we say not right now. So maybe later down the road, it will be something we'll consider. So because we've changed our, we've grown just in the last two years. <laughs> well, g- give me some examples. What are some of those things that you just thought there's no way we would do that? No way we'd be into that. And it turned out that oh, you were. playing with single males. Oh, that was a no, no from the very beginning. At first, we we're just like, we will just swap with couples. Um, mm-hmm. because I'm pansexual and I'm attracted to men, women, trans men and women. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. It's about the energy that I have with that person. And so I can be with another woman and be just as happy as Turk being with another woman. But, you know, he's just like, hey, if you're with another guy, I mean, what am I getting out of it? Because I'm straight. So we did say in the beginning that we will not play with single males and mm-hmm. since that that has changed and we've actually <laughs> yes, we've met some phenomenal single males that have helped me have an experience of having my first gangbang and it was just such a amazing tremendous uh time that i had all these guys that were caring about my you know my well-being making sure that i was okay making sure that i was enjoying myself and turk was right there so, I mean, it's something that we didn't think was going to happen. And here we are, you know, two years into it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there, done that. Wow. Okay. I have to hear from Turk on this, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what's that? Well, uh, the fact that most men would think there's no way they're going to, even if they're in the lifestyle, no, there's no way they're going to bring just a single male into it. Can you maybe go through that first experience and how you got to where you are now, where it's something you're actually into? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, Single males were looked at as, I guess, a lot of people shunned them. But we got to learn the single males in the lifestyle. And these guys are great. I mean, you have some guys that, you know, just they just want to have fun just like you, but they're not married. And once I got to learn them and learn a couple of guys, then I was like, okay, this will be good. Um, As far as Irina, she gives me the, the freedom to do anything. And it's hard not to reciprocate that with with what she wants. So I want to give her everything. She gives me everything. And then at the end of the night, we still come home and have each other. So there's nothing I could possibly do or see at a lifestyle event that would make me go, I don't want to be with you no more, Irina. (laughs) So she will always be my heart. She will always come home to me. So when you're bringing these single males into a play session... Is it purely just Irina and that man? You have no interaction with him at all? No interaction with him at all. Now, I may be playing with another woman at the time, mm-hmm. but uh, it's never been a setting where it's just me not doing anything and then Irina with a single male. Yeah, because if anything, then I'll be playing with both of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, but then do you do the male, female, MFM? You know what? How square am I? I, not too long ago, realized there's a difference when you write MMF and MFM. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew? Apparently everyone else but me. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, you it's something what? we didn't know about until we got in a lifestyle either. Yeah, you got to make sure that the two M's are not touching. <laughs> 
You got to put an F between those M's for me. <laughs> Some guys, and like I said, I don't yuck anybody's yum. If someone says this is what they like, that's fine. But for me, it has to be MFM. Okay. And and for Irina, it could be like anything. It can literally be <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> You'd like throw the whole alphabet in there. You're cool. Yes. Yes. Nice. <laughs> All right. So then when I compare you to other couples that I've talked to who've been in it for quite some time, I mean, I have talked to some newbies, but so you guys have only been in it two years. Yeah. That's not mm-hmm. a really long time being in no. the lifestyle, right? But no. have you experienced a lot, you think, in that two years compared yes. to what some people uh, limit themselves to? Absolutely. Because, I mean, we meet people all the time that have been in lifestyle way longer than us. And then we start comparing stories and exchanging experiences. And they're like, oh, my God, you guys have done this. You guys have been there. Y'all went here. Y'all done this. And we're just kind (laughs) of like, well, yeah, I mean, we got into it. And we're like, hey, there's this whole world that we never been a part of. So let's explore and let's have fun. And I mean, we do have the freedom of getting to travel and you know, so it is easier for us to adjust our schedules. And sometimes, you know, we'll get an invitation last minute to go meet up with somebody. And, you know, we are able to jump on that. You know, we don't have small children or anything that we're having to worry about, like a lot of people do. So we consider ourselves very blessed to have that freedom. So we're taking advantage of it right now because you just, you never know what's going to happen down the road. We don't know what life is going to be like a year from now, two years from now. So while we're in this and while we're able, we really try to get the most out of it. All right. So you you wrote me a note and you, you told me about some of the things that you're into. So you attend a lot of house parties, uh, of course, the sex clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are these partial hotel takeovers? So the partial hotel takeovers is when they really normally rent out one floor. And you know that on that entire floor, you have nothing but swingers. And they're all going to... You know, stay there, and most people gonna have their doors open, and you just kind of go room to room, and you try to kind of find what looks good to you, and you can stand there and watch, or you can ask to join. Um, if somebody says no, you just back up and you just continue watching, or you can move on, and until you find something that you want to be a part of. So that would be a partial hotel takeover. Okay, and and we're talking like like regular normal hotels. Yes, absolutely. Yes. How how do you spot these things? Like if I was, you know, if Vanilla Me walks into a hotel, uh, how would I be able to spot like the big group of swingers? Oh. <laughs> they'll be naked. <laughs> Basically. Oh, they're the ones with no clothes on. Yes. yes, they have no shame. They will walk around and introduce themselves butt naked to you. Yes. <laughs> um, we look for a lot of pineapples, uh, pink flamingos. Those are a big signs, especially within the last couple of years since it's been in abundance. So people a lot of times will hang decorations on their doors to let people know that that's a swinger room um, and you're welcome to come in. Um, they go all out. A lot of them will bring in different disco lights and just all kinds of different like somebody even brought a fog machine one time. So, <laughs> it's they get creative. So because normally it starts out as a party at like a local bar, and then you know they'll have some kind of identifier, whether it's a wristband or a necklace, and then they're you know 
during that event, you know that anybody with the wristbands or, you know, whatever the identifier is, is a part of the party. And then everybody kind of takes that party from a club over to the hotel. Uh, You know, I've heard about the pineapple thing and I heard about the black ring thing. This is the first time I'm hearing about flamingos, those pink flamingos. That's a lifestyle thing? Yes, it is. Um, Flamingos, uh, pineapples, actually upside down pineapples, (laughs) black rings, uh, gnomes. Gnomes? uh, Gnomes, yes. You know. Uh, Gnomes and green lights. And green lights. A green light on your porch. Wow. So I did some research on it and (laughs) I found out about the pineapple. Okay. The pineapple started from wives going into going to grocery shop and if they wanted to let someone know that they were a swinger they would take a pineapple and sit it upside down in the shopping cart oh and that's a telltale sign that you know that person was was a swinger interesting and so now they've also added pink flamingos and uh gnomes gnomes yeah okay i'm you know i'm starting to have second thoughts about my 85 year old uh, neighbor now <laughs> <laughs> now it would probably normally be naughty gnomes like doing something questionable oh um, i see okay yeah. and it's really more of a combination of everything so like if you see somebody and they just have a pineapple okay they may not be swingers but if you see somebody and they have pineapple everything and flamingos everywhere and they're wearing black rings then you're kind of like okay you really going above and beyond to send them back <laughs> Okay. Um, let's talk about some of the things that uh, that you're into. I mean, because now at this point, after hearing you guys talk, it sounds like hotel parties and um, sex clubs are like Tuesday night, right? Yeah. What other stuff are you into? Well, we really do enjoy going to Swinger Resort and making like a whole weekend and the entire property is swinger friendly. So you never have to wear clothes. You never have to you know, do anything. You can have sex anywhere on the property and uh, you make a whole weekend out of it. So that's one of our top, like favorite experiences. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, of course, you know, we, we have gone and, you know, stayed a whole weekend with people and that's always really great, uh, especially when those people turn out to be amazing and then you end up becoming friends with them. <laughs> okay. Now that you brought it up, I interviewed a couple yesterday And seriously, you guys, it's the weirdest thing to hear them talk and then to know that I had scheduled an interview with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And this happened not too long ago, but here we are in the middle of COVID. You meet this couple over Twitter. Mm -hmm. You chat for like, you know, a week and a half or so. Yeah. Then you guys drive over 10 freaking hours to come. I mean. Road trip. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of effort to put into, you know, meeting some strangers. Yeah, it is. It is. So we're really big on because, of course, at this point, we have met a lot of people. We have um, had people, you know, hit us up on these swinger sites and we will, you know, kind of chat it up and then meet at an event. So we kind of get vibes from people about just how they are and how they're going to be. And when we finally started talking to them, all four of us, of course, got into a group chat and everything was just flowing. Their sense of humor, their the style of just how they talk was so compatible with ours 
that, we, you know, and we just, we couldn't get enough of the conversation. It wasn't even sexual all the time. You know, I mean, of course we exchanged sexy pictures and we, you know, flirted with each other and we talked dirty to each other. But during the day, the conversation continued and it was just so good and just so quality that, you know, if anything, we were, you know, me and Tark were talking, we're just kind of like, if anything, I know that we're going to get there and we will still be friends. If nothing happens, we will have an incredible weekend with some like-minded people, you know, in the middle of COVID while we all have been sitting at home, none of us have been doing anything. And this will just be a weekend getaway to meet some cool, fun people and just get to know them. And then if something happens, great. And if it doesn't, it's okay too. Because we knew that they were curious about the lifestyle and they, they were new. And so we just, we were like, hey, we'll come there and we'll have, we'll answer all of your questions, whatever you want to know. We just want you guys to have a great introduction into the lifestyle. Let me ask you about newbies. Having already been in the lifestyle and then when you meet newbies, are newbies a good thing? Are they like fresh meat newbies? Or do do people the lifestyle look upon newbies as, uh, I'd rather deal with someone who's kind of been in it and have kind of set all the rules and boundaries and, you know, they're not going to have a problem in the middle of it or something? Well, I still consider us newbies. So Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Compared to some of the swingers that we've met, um, <clears throat> they're... Time and the lifestyle spans from seven to 15 to 20 to years of just doing this. Right. Uh, the score is newbies. A lot of experienced people don't like to deal with newbies because they're new and they haven't seen the things that will make you, I guess, jittery. Right. I don't know. And they're quick to have a lot of drama because they haven't settled in yet. And like I said, we're only two and a half years in. So we're actually considered newbies ourselves. So I'm not saying that I know everything. But this couple that you drove over 10 hours to see were like complete newbies. They were like virgins. Yes. They were lifestyle virgins. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, they they put a lot of research into it. I mean, they did really, really good. They And they were already on Twitter having lifestyle conversations. And right. you know, they were listening to multiple podcasts. So they've already had a chance to consider a lot of very real questions. And because we knew that you know we could talk to them about anything, when we got there, we were able to just sit down and go over everything. And I was just like, guys, you know, this is how it's going to be. And at some point you may still feel some type of way. It's okay. It's normal. So there was constantly checking in and that reassurance and, Hey, do we, we need to just, you know, kind of slow down. That's great. Hey, let's all go for it. That's great. So they were just so hungry for that experience that, you know, I feel like they did it in the best way that they could have done it. So tell me the story about, you know, so you, you know, drive all this way. It, knock at the door. It, what, how, how did it progress after that? Uh, well, <laughs> they were ready to jump in from the get go. I mean, like once we walked in, like they were just like, okay, you're here. You're real. Like this is really happening. But I mean, of course, like we wanted to get off the road. We wanted to shower. We wanted to freshen up, you know, spending over 10 hours in the car. You know, you, you don't feel sexy. So. Hey, Lena. Yeah. Lena. Yeah. When we got there, they had gifts 
They had cards. Yes. They had our bedroom made up with chocolates on the pillows. We had, it was like a hotel in their house. It was very decked out. So we felt warm and welcome from the first step into their house. Nice. And, it was like going to a bed and breakfast. It really was. Yes, it was. Yes, just like that. And then the, they got a massage table. And so they were like, all right, we'll give you both sensual massages to kind of help you relax. And we were like, we're in, let's do this. And so like once we finally got, you know, washed up and fresh and we all sat down and kind of went over some few ground rules and some expectations and then and they're like, okay, you guys ready for your massages? Like, let's do it. So Sir got his massage and then as I was getting my massage, of course, Mr. Sexton was giving me mine. And then Turk and Miss Sexton came in and they all started rubbing me down. And it, it was incredible. Having three sets of hands on your naked body is just phenomenal sensation. And so it just kind of progressed from there. Everybody's rubbing, everybody's touching. And it was the best type of foreplay, you know, because of massages, of course, that's that's like the top notch thing. And it just kind of progressed to a full on swap and everybody was in kind of intertwined and her and I were kissing and touching and, you know, we're all just kind of one big blob of human flesh. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just, it was, it was incredible. And the energy, I mean, that's really what it's about because they were so into it and we were so into it like there was no hesitation and you you could just tell everybody wanted the most out of it okay and- hold on here full disclosure full disclosure you forgot to mention the viagra <laughs> <laughs> Viagra could also affect women. Did you know that? Uh, no. I didn't know that until we took no, this trip. Does, but once I took it, I really didn't feel any difference. So I don't know how much it did for me personally. I'm not saying that it didn't do anything because obviously I was extremely turned on and excited. But at the same time, you know, when people are that good and that awesome, then yeah, I'll get turned on just like that. So it's, so I don't really know how much the Viagra did for me. What you're saying is they could have given you a placebo and it would have been the same. Yes, literally. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to tell me? Um, Turk and Irina. What about yes. the edibles? The edibles. Oh, well, hey, we didn't oh, know wow. about that. <laughs> Um, yes, so we had some really, really good, strong edibles. Um, they had theirs, we had ours, uh, we swapped, we compared. It made it very relaxing and very comfortable during the whole time. Um, I wind up fixing some of my famous hamburgers and grilling for them. Um, we nice. sat down in the back and we had like just a good conversation and it was great. It was just like old friends. Yeah. That's what it literally felt like. It's like, we've known them our whole lives and we just, you know, came to visit our friends for the whole weekend, even though we just met them. But the vibe was definitely that we've known them forever. Nice. Um, so uh, it sounds like you guys see yourselves doing this for as long as you can, huh? Absolutely. Oh yes. 
if one of you were to, because you remember, you can't ever say never, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If one of you was to ever say, okay, you know what? I, th- I think I've had enough, but the other one still wants to do it. What happens then? Oh, we, we cut it all off. If You're one sure person, about that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything else because is Because everything is a team effort. Yeah. The, the fun part of it is that we get to do it together. And we get to see each other be excited about meeting new people and, you know, getting to know new people, having sex with new people. If if one person is no longer into it, that's it. Like, because my my everything is Turk. That's it. That's my whole life. The best sex I have on a daily basis is with him. No matter how incredible an experience is, no one will ever top what he gives me, the way he stimulates my mind, my body, everything in me. I mean, he knows the deepest parts of my soul. I'm never going to get that from somebody else. We have worked seven and a half years on this relationship. I mean, we did long distance. We have, we've gone through a lot to be where we are now together. And we respect each other for all the effort that we both have put in into our relationship that, you know, to us, each other's happiness is the first priority. You know, our relationship isn't a 50-50. Our relationship is 100-100. We both constantly give everything to the other person and then we receive everything in return because my focus is Turk and his happiness and in turn, his focus is my happiness. So I don't have to worry about what I'm going to get out of something because he is constantly making sure that I'm getting the best experience of every single day, every single meet, every single interaction. So, hey, Lena. Yeah. At this point. <clears throat> at this point, we to- at this point, you want to hang up and go have sex, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we actually have a unicorn here. <laughs> oh. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> even if we were to stop right now, I think my life would be fulfilled because I've probably got an experience that most guys would never get. So even if we stop right now. I would be fulfilled because that's just much more that I've gotten that the average person doesn't get. You guys have like lived a lifetime of sex in two years. <laughs> oh, we we are still crossing things off our bucket list. <laughs> nice. Uh, do you have plans for later tonight or something? What's this talk of a unicorn I'm hearing? Uh, well, yeah, we we love unicorns. We do. I have some incredible friends and uh, I just don't want to put anybody on the spot or anything because I'm sure some of them are going to listen to this podcast later. Um, because I have friends who know, all of our friends, by the way, know that we're in the lifestyle and that we're very sex positive. So when any of our friends want to have an experience with a couple, they know that we are that safe couple that they can talk to and say, Hey, I'm curious. I don't know if this is something I would like or not. You know, I've never done this before, but I would like to do it with someone that I trust and that I know that things aren't going to get weird after the fact. So Mm -hmm. we've had several of my friends kind of you know, talk to us about things and we've made things happen because of course I really love helping people that I love have new sexual experiences. So my friends have always been very open with me about their sex lives. And so when we became swingers, it was just a normal conversation for me. Like, Oh, by the way, Turk and I are now swingers. And they're like, Oh, took you guys long enough. So, so so what you're saying is you, you guys foster unicorns. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs>
That's Turk and Tarina. Thank you so much for talking to us. In fact, since that uh, episode was recorded, the two of them have tied the knot. So they're they're stuck with each other now, and that's the way they like it. So congratulations on your new marriage. Uh, wishing you many, many years of uh, happiness and uh, lots of sex. Okay. Uh, by the way, you can find them, Tarina Lifestyle, on both Twitter, Instagram, and OnlyFans. Next time on Consenting Adults, we talk to a couple of young swingers who found a little problem entering the lifestyle. We started to realize once we started looking into the community and maybe getting up on websites that were more dedicated to non-monogamous relationships, people weren't really interested in meeting us being friends with benefits because we hadn't established a strong foundation in our, in our relationship. So what did they do? Find out next time on Consenting Adults. <laughs>